Welcome back to Love & Hip Hop The Tea, VH1's official podcast about all things love and hip hop. I'm Lim Gonzalez. Hey, I'm Jesse Janity. And I'm TK Trinidad. Love is very much in the air in New York. Sin and Joe are engaged. Kim and Joel Santana walk down the aisle. And Safari is moving to make room for his fiance in his life. Okay, and let's talk Miami. We finally get to see Prince perform live. Chaotic has an emotional confrontation with his daddy. And Bucky the Wig Snatcher is here. Let's go! What is up, everybody? We are here for Love & Hip Hop, The Tea. And we got to talk about this season. We uh, just watched the last episode, uh, about to go into the reunion. But what is your take on this season? I thought it was a great package overall, I think. You know what I mean? Love & Hip Hop New York has grown. Grown, for real. You know what I mean? Like all the old people. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like we really got a a solid season. We got some drama, but overall, you know, the the ratchet was on a low. Yeah, it wasn't like, like I don't foresee um, anything crazy like tables flipping or, you know, other than a couple of arguments, but nothing where, you know, people are reaching across the room and stuff like that. A nice adult cast. Yeah. (laughs) I think it was definitely a mature season. Um... I don't want to say like geriatric in the sense that, you know, they can't flip <laughs> tables because they're too old. But I think well. that um, I no, think it was a mature, mature. side. Yeah. It was a mature side of love and hip hop. And I think they they my opinion, I think they did it for New York because New York is the foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It started in New York. Um, so you saw a lot of people that, you know, we've seen over the seasons. Do you think, though, that viewers are looking at it because it is less ratchet, that it's not as entertaining? I think it's different. I think for me, like, I I love the fact, uh, were there parts for me personally where I thought it was a little slow? Yes, because mm-hmm. I do like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? This is this is my guilty pleasure show. It's like, right. you know, as much as I go back, can't stand Bucky, can't stand whoever, you know, I love all these people. So there is, like, that little ratchetness that I do miss, but I think that that's what's great about this franchise is that it's grown to the point to where, okay, I can watch Love & Hip Hop New York, and I know Miami gonna come with that for right. that right. season yeah. and after. I think the age demographic is definitely shifted with New York. Like the the, the folks who are into that style of hip hop, they're gonna follow that. Yeah. And the folks who are into like you know blueface, probably not. <laughs> probably um, not. So, but I, I do like the fact that it's it's more mature. And then for the folks who do watch it, and you know the folks who have been on the show previously that are still trying to get in the rap game or the rap, this is like a good example of seeing how you handle conversations, how you can you know uh, navigate through different personalities, people you like, people you don't like, just how to do all that stuff versus, you know, jumping on tables and triple jumping off of them and attacking them. Right. (laughs) But one of the things that we did see a lot of, which I do appreciate, is the black love element. Mm -hmm. We saw so many people coming together. We saw a lot of couples. And I feel like they set it up that way. You know, the way they even introduced it, you know, had the intro and we see the couples and we see them going through. I mean, we see Joe and Sin. You know, mm-hmm. of course, you know, them finally getting it right and then him proposing on that last episode. We see, I mean, Jules and Kimbella. Jules and Kimbella. That was a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, they got engaged and married. Yeah, exactly. So we see a lot of that. And of course, the quintessential black love couple. Um, Papoose and Remy Ma. Thank you. Papoose and Remy Ma having a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the golden child. Next season, it's interesting too because you go look at next season. It's like, well, now you're gonna have two men in jail, so it's gonna be no, Kim Bell and Yandy running around. I think um, and DC should be out. Oh really? Because when she was on, when Yandy was on uh, Breakfast Club, I think she said he's he should be home before Christmas. Okay. So he might make it for like half the half the season or something okay. like that. So. All right. 
Well, let's dive into this episode. Uh, one of the things that we did see, um, and, and over the cross of the season, of course, but we did see a closure in this episode was the drama between Kimbella and Yandy. And we see the scene uh, where it picks up from last episode when they're on the beach and they're getting ready to burn their troubles away, mm-hmm. you know, write it out, Pictionary style. Uh, and <laughs> we see them kind of go around, which I thought was a tender moment, but we see, you know, Yandy started off and we know that they had a conversation prior, but I think it was good that she was the one that started off because she was the one that was kind of keeping up, mm-hmm. you know, the drama. But the fact that she apologized to Kimbella, she said, you know, I don't want to fight anymore. Um, I think that we basically have so much history and I want to get it right. right. You know, and Kimbella received that. What do you think of that? I mean, it's one of those things where um, because Yandy's such a strong person and she, you know, her, her man is in jail, so she's running the household and she has several businesses. It's easy to get into um get into your own way and see things your own way and you don't see other people's because you're running the show for everything else Mm -hmm. so it's probably the vacation even though i had said in previous episodes you know she should have just stayed home because she didn't want to deal with it Mm. probably the vacation because she didn't have to think of all that it kind of made her she took a moment actually stepped back and was able to see from kimbella's point and you know see that this friendship is not worth losing so yeah yeah, because yandy's the 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 queen of like she has so much going on that it's like i ain't got time to deal with that i ain't got time to deal with that so now you did have the time Mm -hmm. and you know just seeing them do this whole thing with the burning of the things i've actually done this with friends before and i actually love that they showed adults doing this Mm -hmm. as friends and just not even like there was a therapist there or something Mm -hmm. because i think that we live in a day and age where it's so we're so afraid to talk about certain emotions. So to see everyone across the board except for Safari oh, gosh. really show that emotion, I thought that was really power. That was a, this was a really powerful. It was ten minutes, and yeah. I was like, "Well, we really go in ten minutes with this." But it was powerful mm-hmm. for to see your favorite hip hop stars like break down on that level. Um, I, I was here for it, you yeah. know, and I look at Yandy and Kimbella like, Yandy, finally, this is the first time <laughs> you're going to sit there and you ain't going to throw no ball. You said, you know what, I'm going to swallow it. And I'm even if you don't, even mm-hmm. if you don't own it, I'm going to own right. everything mm-hmm. in Shout my out. life. And it made Kimbella yeah. stand up and be like, and Boom, receive it. Yeah. Shout out to Juju for bringing everybody together. Yeah. I don't know if I this was an her. ulterior motive or anything or she thought. I mean, because she's the one that kind of directed the vacation. Right. You know, she had the event going on. But she's the one that, you know, made this happen. Uh, it was her idea. And um, I think it was great because, again, going back to the maturity aspect mm-hmm. of this season, I think it was a very mature thing for them all to kind of confront the things that are holding them back, right. whether it's in their relationships, whether it's in their careers, uh, or whatever the situation is, to confront it, acknowledge it, apologize, and then burn it. You know? yeah. And yeah. two, with Juju, one thing with her, like after her thing was that she's still hurting from Cam, and so she's releasing that. Mm-hmm. And... What I will say about this season with Juju as a person is I love that typically we see on these shows, on Love & Hip Hop, you know, a girl like Juju with that type of breakup jumps into something else. Mm -hmm. And I love that this whole season was about Juju, instead of dipping into other relationships, she dipped into her friendships. And I think that that's something to take away from it. Just I took away from it, like, because sometimes you do, you want to mask a bad relationship with a new relationship instead of just pouring into your friends. And I think that that was She didn't really seem like that 
that type of uh, person. She seems very, um, aside. I mean, we're all human, but aside from the relation part, she seems very self-reflective and, you know, was actually looking at her friends and trying to get them back yeah. together and all that good stuff. So I definitely respect that. So, you know, kudos kudos to her for, for trying, to, trying to do that. And as adults, you know, we have these layers. We have these layers of things that happen. And if you don't do a cleanse or not necessarily like a cleanse, but something like that where you're burning your troubles or every year I have uh, my friends, we go to this hill and we have like what we want for this year to come and Mm -hmm. we like have it on balloons. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you do you do stuff like that. So it's a reminder of versus, you know, opposite. Absolutely. I've I've done it before as well on spiritual retreats Mm -hmm. uh, that I've done um, in the past years. And I think it's very opening. It's things that you want to burn and kind of get away from that's holding you back, you know, in your in your walk. Uh, One of the things that I saw and and my favorite um, in looking at this was Joe. Um, yeah, Joe really surprised me this season because, you know, he's come off, you know, in past seasons, you know, as a jerk, you know, and we see him with sin and sin kind of crying out and dealing with postpartum depression and mm-hmm. him not seeming like to be there. And there was moments where it seemed like he was, but then he'd retreat. But when he said uh, and, you know, as a man to say he was operating from a space of fear. That's huge mm-hmm. because I can't tell you how much I've seen that in men in my life uh, and what I've heard of, of friends of mine and dealing with their you know, siblings or brothers or whatever it is, men in their life, operating from that space. It takes a real man to say like, yo, I'm afraid. Right. This is where I'm coming from and this is why I am what I am. Toxic masculinity is huge mm-hmm. and a lot of times that is uh, uh, coming from and stemming from that operating from fear. So is that is that what toxic masculinity is classified as uh, like uh, a fear based because I think everybody in general things happen in their life and you know people do certain things because of that event fear that of being happens. soft yeah. fear right. of, be- of not being what the world has now painted as mm-hmm. masculine like and that's it's funny because I'm, I'm on both sides of the fence with Joe with this because I love that he did that with sin right but it this episode that 10 minutes really bothered me because it started so aggressive to Safari oh the and way it's, uh, the way they kept it off I mm. think Mano had the best approach with talking to Safari right and I think that's what but the thing is when you are coming so angry like did, I don't know if you were paying attention but like his feet he if you looked at everyone around he was digging in the sand he, oh, yeah. he retreated into mm-hmm. himself right and I feel like you're not gonna like y'all are here with these Pictionary boards like make mm-hmm. the best out of this right. don't be mad at this man sit there and explain to him Every, I feel like everyone took shots and you mm-hmm. know what I mean except for Mano the way his delivery was I felt was appropriate and it was a conversation of here's why you messed up I'm not gonna blame you I'm not gonna point right. the finger at you and I wish, because to me, Joe going off on Safari like that is operating from a place of well, fear. Well, here's the thing, though. Mayno, I, I think he said before in the, uh, during the episode, is like, you know, Safari, Safari. And it seems like Mayno and Safari, their friendship is a lot different than Joe and Safari. Yeah. Like, Joe, Safari would call Joe and Joe would give him advice. I, I don't think that's the type of relationship that Mayno has with Safari. So it's like, uh, okay, I'm, cause I'm seeing it from a different, a different perspective. However, um, with Joe, especially if, you had a conversation before and you're adults. Facts. It's just kind of one of those things where it's just like, but we had this conversation and you said nothing. And now here you are, we're here on this beach. And, you know, like, I thought you were, I thought you were the friend. So, and then on top of that, the whole, you know, he, he brings him over to his house. He's held his child, all this other stuff. I could see where the, the point of view Joe's coming to. It, it had been totally I understand different. That, but listen to how you just explained that. Mm-hmm. You, 
it's more of a tone of disappointment. Right. So if I'm the one, if I did that to you and I hear your tone of disappointment, that affects me more. That wakes me up. That And I feel like Safari's like that. Like if he had, Joe had came from a place of disappointment, like because Safari wants to win. Right. Right now, you, you the way Joe did it, Joe allowed his anger to overcome and he threw it at Safari and it caused Safari to shut down, not listen. Well, I think like it's frustration. Jordan's like, yeah. I yeah. think it's more than frustration. Because the thing is, if I had a conversation with you about something, mm-hmm. right? And then, like, not I just could, something, something major, something major. And I consider you a friend, and you know my personality. I acknowledge your personality. There's no beef with that. And then you go and do something totally thing that affects me. Then there is going to be a big issue. See, the the thing is, Safari just thinks of himself. He thinks mm-hmm. of Safari. I understand what you're saying. We brought this up last episode with you know Joe's tone because that's how it ended. Mm-hmm. And I and I agree that I think him looking back at it. Uh, and I'm glad that's why, you know, everybody did take shots because they were trying to let him know in their own way why he shouldn't have done what he did. Right. Joe came at him very aggressively because it affected Joe the most. Mm-hmm. He had the most stock in what he was talking to Savari about, about the situation. Yes, I'm sure that in looking back, he could have handled it differently just like, and that's the whole reason why he apologized to sin mm-hmm. because of how he was operating, the way he was coming at her, the things that he was not doing that he could have done. Joe's still growing. Even though right. he's older, he's still growing. We all are still growing. But I think it still doesn't negate the fact that Safari did not do what he should have done. He yeah. should have let Joe know. And, and Joe, that's the bottom line. And Joe's also, uh, to me, he seems like a very uh, private person that if you are able, like if he invites you to his house, he invites you into his band. Like that's not a, like, oh, everybody come over type thing. Right. So it's just kind of like, okay, well, we're we're friends because you've done this stuff that people want to do and they can't even, and I've accepted you, and you're still going to do this to me? I think that's like disappointing, but it's also frustrating because it's just like, I don't think you understand you know, not to say Joe thinks he's the God's given, you know, friend to the world, but I don't think Safari understands, you know, how lucky he is to have that friendship. So, you know, I, I think Joe's just out of frustration. It's just like, and then they're stuck on the island. Yeah. So, right. it was, you know, bad all the way around. Yeah, it just I think it just really showed where Safari's hand. And we're going to get back into Safari. I do want to take a quick break and talk about, you know, going back to Joe, his proposal to sin. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought that was dope. Um, I think it was, uh-oh, uh-oh Jesse's not agreeing. But um, let me get it out, and then you can say your piece. But I thought it was dope because, I mean, they're, they're public. They're public right. people, right? Um, and so even though they may want to keep things private, they're still in the public eye. They're on this show. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, it was this last podcast, last live podcast of the year, it's Christmas time. We saw the Christmas trees. You know, everybody's having a good time. He's getting clowned a little bit by mm-hmm. his co-host. And then he comes out and pulls her out and uh, basically proposes to her. And, of course, she accepts. I thought it was, though, because that's what she wanted. And it took him a while to get there. Right. I think uh, this show kind of maybe helped that. Mm-hmm. If the show wasn't there... Uh, they weren't part of the show. He probably wouldn't have got there as fast. Right. Um, but I think the show got him there through a series of different things that happened. Um, but I I thought it was great. I was like, Dee, thug tear. Um, thug uh, tear? Yeah, thug oh, tear. Oh. But, um, <laughs> I didn't have a tear. I mean, was I happy that he proposed to her? Yes. The way he did it, though, wasn't a fan of it. Um, I feel like, you honestly, Joe, like, something bigger? Mm, here's, my, here's where it bothered me, is that you already did this big public display with Tahiri in the middle of New York City. Oh, right? the whole and so then it's like, she's not even next to you. She's in the audience. Yeah, and but like... here's the thing, though. I, I mean, I guess you guys, because you guys, like, here's the thing. 
the man proposes to the woman to make the woman like the the whole orc like all that stuff is more for the woman to be agreed. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's, it's just, the wedding. So yeah. So right. it's just one of those things where Tahiri and Sin are two totally different women, and I think if they were to do that with Sin, it's not necessarily even though we see her, she just seems like a pretty cool, laid back. Mm-hmm. Uh, woman, so it's just one of those things that he did it according to her personality and what he thinks that she would love, versus to hear he did he had to, he had to do something huge because of he all the up, all yeah. the mess ups. Right. But it's just like I think there's two different proposals for two different women. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I do. I just wasn't. I was like the whole the whole season has been Sin talking about how she wants intimacy from you, Mm -hmm. and I felt like this is the biggest moment where you kept trying to come at her, like jokingly propose in front of all the friends and stuff, and then you do it on stage to make a spectacle of it. Me, just me personally, I would have preferred it being something more intimate, Intimate. but that and then being next to because it's the show. It's the people who listen to that po- particular podcast. You know, people bought those tickets, so he's probably seen those people before. So it was a very intimate setting. He knew she was going to be there. So, you know, it was it was on that thing where it's still public, but it was still, you know, on a smaller scale. I think, too, looking at it, um, first of all, you know, and you mentioned this, but he, he even said, like, I've been waiting uh, every time I want to do it, like there, it, that wasn't his end game. Right. He wanted to do it earlier. There were several times he wanted to do it. I think he wanted to do it on the trip. Mm-hmm. You know, there was time, but then they got into that tip a little bit with the whole thing that he. But did he have the ring for. on the trip though? Uh, I don't know, but he <laughs> he basically he no, he Remy just Ma got down on and said that they he, run to go ring shopping. Yeah, they're gonna when they when right. he comes back. But he's 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 been wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. So and it just hasn't been the right time according to him. Um, because of what's been going on between them. So mm-hmm. I think he picked a time that was, you know, Perfect. like you said, you know, with his podcast. And the thing is, I think it to me, not to get too, too deep, but Sin has incorporated into his life. You know, has, he has multiple things that mm-hmm. he has going on. And she's always even said this during the episode that, hey, you know, you got so much going on, I need you to have time for me. And I felt like this was his way of incorporating her into his life. This mm-hmm. is his podcast. This is what he does. Um and so to incorporate the proposal into something that he's doing his job, it's like marrying the two together. Mm-hmm. And that's how I looked at it. That's why I thought it was very special. Well, well she seemed happy, so yeah, that's she all did that, seem happy. That's all that matters. She did seem happy. Um, who was not happy is your boy Safari. Um, <laughs> we kind of touched on him already. Poor Safari, right? I just um, wanted to give him a hug. <laughs> oh, all. God, well, I mean, so... I, I, if I, I mean, were... he dug his grave, but I'm just like, right. If I were in his with position, with two shovels, yeah. If I were in his position and everybody was coming at me, like I would do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I hope that I'd never be. I'd never be so blind to be in that position. But it was just kind of like, if people are coming at me and now I'm forced to be in the circle and we're filming and my girl's in the hotel and all I really want to do is go back. It's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to open up to you guys after you guys just attack me. I just wish he explained himself better, honestly, because that's the thing. What it brought me to was when Yandy was mad at Juju for not talking about the breakup. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me, Safari could have flipped this and owned his shit and say, yo, you know what? I didn't tell any, I haven't told anyone about this because you know, this is a sticky situation and I really like this person and I'm not going to just come out and say certain things until I know for sure. Like, I just wish he, but he's so adamant about not speaking about it and being like, no, this is my business, my business, my business, that it's almost like, I, I really didn't get mad at him with Joe, but with Rich, 
it turned into like it's like Rich really be out here rooting for you, Safari. Right. Right. And Rich had a actual relationship with Sin. Like Joe, it's like boy. Let Sin get mad, or Erica, let Sin get mad at it. But what do you, right. like, I just, with Joe, I just didn't fully get it. Well, and, and that's, and that for me Rich, it was is just... why I say he's selfish. Because he doesn't think about the other people in his life. When they were at the studio, it's Mano, Rich, and Joe. Mm-hmm. And then they bring it up. And basically, they talk about Safari proposing to Erica. And like, he literally everywhere. had already it proposed was gorgeous. Her. So it wasn't it a was situation everything. where they were just <laughs> everything. together. He proposed to her. So he, like, just like Joe, Joe asked him, hey, you bring it on the trip? Nah, man, nah. And Joe even explained it further that right. we saw in that one scene. And he broke it down. And it was really bad. It made Safari look bad. Mm-hmm. And then you see Rich saying the same thing. Look, I had you. You are you talking to E? Nah, man. I don't mess with her. Da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And then you see some months later a proposal? Well, I think that the thing with Safari, I think, one, it seems like when he's in relationship. Safari is trash. One. It seems when he's in a relationship, he's not, he, he's team relationship. Whoever he's in a relationship with and everybody else can go and F themselves. He seems like that type of person. And there are a lot of people uh, that, that are those type, that type of person. Like they don't come around their friends until the relationship is, is over. Um, and two, he did mention in the, in the episode that, you know, he, he's been a very public person with a lot of stuff that's happened in his life. And it's just like, it seemed to backfire, mm-hmm. you know, turn on him. And he may, he, he mentioned, I don't know if it was in this episode or um, it was in a tweet or something. He's like, he's keeping the stuff that he loves most to himself. So, yes, it was definitely one of those things where he should have told them. But then I'm also questioning how, what type of friendships they have when the cameras are not running. But think about Safari with Nikki. For the longest time, people weren't sure if they were actually dating. I mean, we did, but we didn't. Like, oh, they... Nikki always said she, she, they were dating. Mm, not at first. Like, when Nikki first, first came out, right. like, it took a minute before you really realized. Well, like, I, mean, I mean, people who knew they knew. They capitalized on it because, you know, she was presenting a certain thing and she wanted dudes to F her and girls to be want to be like her. Exactly. It's so it's like... And then they went so pub. As soon as they went public, I felt like that's where the downfall of their relationship kind of went. So I, I get exactly what you're saying. Like I just, I didn't. First of all, like everyone on here has been a fuck up, Joe. Okay, so we all need to pull it back a little bit, right? And realize, you know what I mean? You're schooling, you're schooling him. Mm-hmm. But like, come from that. But it, it's also, essence. but it's not even like. I feel like the schooling is the, the the out of shock. It's like, yo, and you say about like you don't know what type of friends there are outside of the show. It obviously bothered them. Like right. it bothered Joe. Joe was bothered. Yeah. I mean, like he you saw how he was enraged. Like so that to me says it bothered him. No, I'm I I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. However, I'm just like And Safari should know that. Safari should know that, but it's Safari it's Safari himself doesn't count Joe and those cast members in his intimate circle. Cause as you see, well, I don't know if you guys saw like the whole proposal engagement stuff. Like I saw folks that I know from like the Caribbean culture that was chilling in his house, right? But I didn't see much of the cast members, if any, from Love and Hip Hop. So it's just like, okay, well, if these friends from like almost like a work work friends, it's like, okay, well, yeah, we have a certain type of friendship, that's fine. But these are the people who know what's going on in my right. life, and these are the only people that are are going to be privy to my thing because I've made this decision. Then that's that. And again, it's all speculation because we really don't know. And Joe was obviously bothered bothered by it. And I'm you know I'm just you know trying to 
understand. He obviously made a huge mistake. I think he should have told Joe, especially given everything that's happened. But I think he's also trying to protect, like he said in multiple interviews before he started dating Erica, that he wanted to find love. He wants to be in love. He wants to have he wants to have a wife. He wants to have kids. Like he was very adamant. Apparently he had um, had was celibate for a while. So it's like if he's finally gone to this place of love and he wants to protect it at all costs then you know he's gonna take those bullets from everybody else mm-hmm. i just i the only reason why i disagree with that is because if it was a situation where they didn't ask mm-hmm. like he just you know expected to volunteer information that's a different story right. like i can see like look this is my business i'm not volunteering this information <clears throat> but the fact that they both asked and repeatedly like they asked mm-hmm. multiple times and instead of telling the truth basically adamantly lying like it'd be different if he said yo that's none of your business right i'm trying to keep this private whoop-de-whoop that's not what he said right he denied it and that's where i have the issue with because you're telling them no and then they find in the streets because the thing is if you really try to be private then have a private you know what i'm saying proposal right have a private engagement that was not private well i like, mean that wedding is probably gonna be on some exactly, some network that's what i'm <laughs> saying so it's like really private like, come on, like, stop it. This is Safari we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's why I just, I just so adamant about, like, I feel like he just did a trash move with that. I feel like they had every right to be upset at him. I feel like Joe came at him, I agree he came at him hard, but he was just in his feelings right. because he was so touched. And I feel like Rich came at him. When you see Rich come to, he didn't come to him foul. No, Rich, I think Rich came to he him didn't come to foul at all. the proper and Sa- way. Safari felt like uncomfortable. Exactly. Like he but, he he was, was but he knew that, that's the thing. Rich said, congratulations. He said it twice and then Safari, but he's like, yo, why didn't you tell me? Like, he didn't raise his voice. Mm-hmm. He didn't buck up. And you see Safari literally, like, unless there's editing, unless there was more talking, he literally got up, took his mic off and said, suck my D. Yeah, I, I I just think congratulations <laughs> to them though, and I think the wedding is gonna be amazing. Erica looks amazing. Their uh, I think their engagement pictures, which might have been in, are gonna be in People magazine or some oh, magazine, is oh, really? gonna look amazing. They're on the countertops doing all types of nice. So they they congratulations to them. I hope it's a love, love, and continued success and babies and all that good stuff. I mean, I ride for anybody falling in love. I'm definitely. On the hopeless romantic side, uh, the sensitive thug that I am. The sensitive thug, (laughs) Uncle Lem? I just feel like, you know, he should just do better. And I'm I'm curious to see, I mean, it's going to come on the reunion, obviously, uh, which we'll see how, you know, it really goes down. Oh, he might just shut down, though. I mean, he... That's his MO. He shouldn't, though. Like, I feel like if, unless he can give two craps about them, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, do that. But if you really are friends with these people, you should own up to your mistake. And that's why I think the whole taking the mic off, you know, getting frustrated was because people were coming at him about it and he didn't want to talk about it no more. Yeah. He just I, I, I think he probably just shut down and made a couple jokes. I highly doubt he's going to he's gonna um, have those type of conversations at the reunion. Okay. Time. I think time will have to pass and, you know, after the marriage and stuff happens, I think that's when the conversation, but I highly doubt it. We'll see. Yeah. I think it's going to come up one way or another. Oh, come up for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to take a break. But when we get back, we are talking all things Miami. When it comes to your laundry detergent, are you overpouring and overpaying? You shouldn't pay extra for unnecessary additives. Drops doesn't either. Drops detergent pods pass on artificial colors and icky chemicals and pass the savings to you. 
With Drops laundry detergent pods, they're half the most compared to leading detergent brands. And wash plans are less than your monthly Netflix subscription. Whatever you need, Drops has a plan that fits you like your favorite t-shirt, okay? The best part, they deliver directly to your door in plastic-free, compostable packaging, save the oceans from plastic pollution, and save 30% off your first Drops order on www.drops.com. It's a win-win. So visit drops.com slash lovinghiphop. That's drops, D-R-O-P-P-S, dot com slash lovinghiphop to get an extra, remember, extra 30% off your first order of convenient, plastic-free, eco-friendly cleaning. Y'all, it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, they give you so many. And then not and the lavender that. and the balls that you put in a little dryer. Instead of buying the uh, dryer sheets, dryer they sheets, give you yeah. uh, oh. three balls. Yeah, yeah the balls. balls. Right. The balls are always good. Remember, every drops counts. And we are back. Yo, we're about to get into Miami. But before we do, we have some uh, news topics that we've got to break down and talk about. Yo, that ATL trailer, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. What did y'all think about it? I can't wait. They're in Trinidad right now. Oh, this is right up your Carnival. They're having so much fun. There's been, um, I don't know if it went viral, but Bambi was like, you know, making sure that Scrappy wasn't looking at all the half-naked women. You see the way she grabbed his face? Yeah, I think that's what happened, but I'm not sure. So I'm really excited to see how they enjoyed Trinidad because it seemed like, especially Carly Rae, everybody was, you know, enjoying themselves. I almost feel like it's a rebirth for Atlanta because we've been through so much through different couples mm-hmm. and tri-couples mm-hmm. and friendships that now it's kind of like this boiling pot of like it's either gonna i feel like it's either gonna be very love and hip-hop new york or it's about to turn up times 10 with oh, it's Miami. Turn up. i think it's yeah it's definitely gonna turn up I, to me i said this last week atlanta's been my favorite for yeah. the last few seasons uh, i feel like they definitely have the most drama uh, and there's so much, their storylines are so convoluted. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what they do this season. I think they're gearing up for their best season yet. Mm-hmm. That's the f- the way that they're pushing it out, the fact that they're in Trinidad, like all of these different things. I think they're gearing for that. And um, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yep. And happy belated birthday to Miss Bambi, by the way. Oh, okay. Birthday a couple days ago. Come on, Bambi. Uh, also, we've seen uh, in the news, we had um, Jewel's uh, went away for his sentence. Mm-hmm. So Joel's aka Laron. Hey, I know. Yes. I saw that. It's like, do you if you go by a certain another name, like most of the time, do you request the other name or do you go by your real name? Like well, it's just, I mean, it's his legal name. I mean, yeah. it's Laron. Right. Joel's, I think, is his I mean his son is named Joel's. That's probably the, it could either be his it could be his stage name. I mean, it just depends. I go by my middle name. Like, my first name is Anthony. Mm. So, oh. um, yeah. So, I mean, it just depends on. on and your middle what name your is just Lem? It's Lemuel. Oh. Yeah. So, Lem is just short for Lemuel. Oh. Yeah. Getting to know you a little bit. I know, Uncle Lem. Uh, and then for you guys at home, like, I don't know if y'all have been keeping up with the Jordan and, uh, oh, and Chloe situation, so but I want to know what you guys thought about Masika's tweet. If you didn't read the tweet, she said, I had to delete my last tweet. Chloe, honey, I've attended one of Tristan's house parties. Sis, Jordan ain't the reason. Let me go on back to minding my business that pays me and shut the fuck up. Good day, people. Boop. Way to stay in the mix. I know. It's I, like it caught my attention. It's like you didn't have to say anything, but then you say it strategically, and that's what Masika does, so kudos to her. But, you know. 
Well, all right, let's get into it. So last week on Miami, we saw Miss Veronica Vega and Angry Bird Jojo mm. at the cookout. <sighs> Drama back and forth. Um, but to me, I'm gonna and I'm gonna give it to her because she gave me a scene. Miss Shay. Oh my gosh. She walked up and she gave snatched. First of all, I ain't never seen a woman jump. She reminded me, remember when Mariah Lynn jumped up yes. on that uh, thing? The way she jumped off yes. of it. Shay didn't even need the table. Shay jumped up in the air like Shay a cat. Came, Shay came just to do that. Like yeah. literally, Shay came. But she looked good though. Like she, did she look looks good. I, like mm. she's looked good before, but her waist looked snatched. Like she just looked really good that day. I'm not honestly. This was Shay's for me best episode because I felt like but she, was she just, played her role. I, I mean, I'm always here for a. a, a I'll I'll I'm always here for redemption. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I I'm always here for a good wig snatch. And when but I how tell was you, that redeeming though? Huh? How was that redeeming? Because she ain't chasing after a man. She ain't being messy with a man. Like her and JoJo clearly have had beef. Sure. So it's like, girl, you popped up. You did what you did, and then you kept it cute and walked away. Like you just she was just trying to ruffle her feathers, real her Angry Bird feathers. Mm. But <laughs> when I tell you, that was a clean even, snatch. Yeah, they didn't even show JoJo. She, <laughs> They didn't even show JoJo, so we don't even know what she looks like without the wig. Yeah, they didn't. I just, I, you know what? Like you Uncle said Lamb. that. I just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you said that because I was like, wait a second, because the next scene mm -hmm. she had hair on her head. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait. She got several of those, no, and yeah. that's why I'm saying, man, you gotta. I don't know. I don't understand how women be just. No bobby pins, no... Yo, like, she looked like straight Uncle yeah, Fester. Yeah, it's not, it's not cute. <laughs> I'm like, mm -mm. I don't know. So are you? Are you saying, Jesse, that you are Team Shay because she's redeemed herself? Because I feel like she's still the same person. She's not chasing after a man. She no, just look, causes you drama. You know, this is episode by episode, okay, based. So in this episode, you're for Shay. I will call her Shay. She's no more amazing. Bucky. She looks. Well, no, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Her she body. can go buck next week. Okay. Her body looks amazing. So but in this episode, because she does the fitness thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so I'm I'm here for it. Uh, with the cook off, which was rigged, and I thought this was just, that was stupid. This was dumb. That was I stupid. actually was mad. I really wanted because I want to know like how bomb is chaotic stuff. Like it might I wanted been, some unbiased judges. It might have been bomb, but even like you, you compare food just from the oven or just from the stove compared to food that's been sitting there for a little bit. There's there's no like chaotic stuff. Might have been. They better. didn't even touch his stuff. They well, didn't even eat it. Well, why why would you when you know something just came off the grill? Well, yeah, because it's a competition and we nah, get a judge. Well, I mean those weren't. You know, ain't nobody getting no super prize. So <laughs> you going you if you had a decision and you saw something that came out came out of the oven versus something that's something that's been sitting there for a while and there were flies around it, you ain't touching it. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, yeah, it <laughs> sounded like um, yeah, it definitely was rigged. It sounded like chaotic. Just it wasn't that great. Like everyone was the people that did taste it just said it was just whatever. And so that took me to believe that regardless, he would have lost anyway. And that's why I think it was just like, this is dumb. And then Trick coming in with a food truck, like, <laughs> to, really like he knew what he was doing. You know, he's like, oh, we're going to do a cook-off? Well, right, his name I'm is Trick. Right. Exactly. Negative 369. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, tricked. chaotic. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think it was, um, it was dumb. It was I think Trick dumb. is going to do a song for him anyway. I, I don't know if it's going to come up in this season or just on the low. I but so I think too. Trick is going to do a song with him anyway. So Well, so we saw Chaotic. Um, and he had this really sentimental moment, sentimental moment with his father. Mm -hmm. um, I was so into his emotion because it was so up and down. At first, you see the anger of him not 
feeling like his father was there. Right. And then again, for two men to sit down and hear each other out, what did you guys, what was your kind of pull from this conversation? Uh, I am glad that his dad did apologize. Right. Um, whatever it took to, you know, being on the show, whatever. But the fact that he did apologize and recognize, because he could have made excuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he tried to. I mean, he he said, you know, about, well, I was 19 and I got shot and, and all these different things and I didn't know how to be a father. And it's like, and I had a stepfather. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you know, my dad didn't have a father around. His dad was an alcoholic and he got killed early in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but he still learned what he was doing. Right. You know, he ain't still an amazing father. He made mistakes, sure. Um, but he still was there for us. Yeah. He didn't use that as like, oh, I didn't have a father, so I don't know what to do. And so I felt like that was kind of a cop out, but I did like the fact that he apologized. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't always agree with young Hollywood but he had a really good point when chaotic was first talking to them was like you know at the end of the day people are human and people make mistakes and not everybody is on that same page as far as you know apologizing or realizing what they you know what they should apologize for and you know coming to that person who who hurt you as far as like you don't know what their situation was like you can only speak to what your situation is and I think that that's the case with a lot of parents where it's just like there's no rule book or no, uh, as far as raising children, they no. do the best they do the best they can with what they what they have, and depending on what they have, might determine you know a lot of the different outcomes. So coming from that perspective um, was really I think kind of made chaotic think. Okay, well maybe let me let me just hear them out at least. Well, I don't know about for you guys, but for me, like I've had moments where, I mean, growing up. I always put my parents as parents and their parents and right. they know and this. And as you get older, there comes a day where it's almost like, oh, oh my mom going to hate me for this. But like, Uh-oh. Y'all just as dumb as me. Y'all just grown up kids, like trying to make it work because right. that's what you figured out, you know, because there were moments where I would say something to my my parents and it was almost like they learned from me, right? you know, in, in moments. And, you know, I think this was Chaotic's moment for that. And it's funny you said that about Young Hollywood because I really feel like he learned a huge lesson with the Amara thing mm-hmm. in Absolutely. how to speak and how to represent himself. Right. Because, you know, even though the way he said it last, you know, season was... Terrible. Terrible. I feel like he didn't mean it in a negative way. I felt like he was coming from a creative place, which, you know, whatever, that's your opinion. And clearly we know how the world felt about that. Mm -hmm. But I felt like what he said to chaotic tonight was like, okay. Yeah. I I think he's definitely, you can tell he's changed since last season. Right. He definitely took a lot of heat from that. There was an ignorant statement that he made. You know, I don't know about whether his tensions were best or whatever, but it was just coming well, out of ignorance. It's ignorant, and I think sometimes people don't realize in their subconscious how they feel about certain things until they're presented with that situation, and then they speak to it. And then if it's on TV, <laughs> then you get... And that was the same thing with Amada and uh, Veronica Vega, their whole situation. Yeah. And it's just kind of one of those things where... It, even with that whole situation with, while they were talking, I still think she just doesn't get it. Like she got penalized, and everybody thinks she's a racist. And I don't, I don't necessarily think she is per se. I just think there's certain things that she needs to clarify and or understand. And I don't think she's there. And it's just like she's getting penalized. She can't go to certain radio stations, all this other stuff. But then she's also putting it on Mata for that. 
So it's just one of those things where, you know, I don't think she's learned. And I think Young Hollywood has. I think she falls to me um, in the same in the same bracket. It's coming out of ignorance. Like you you say, like you want to say the N word. And that's sort of a lot where it's stemming from. And she from. thinks and she's black. Saying, so that's what she said. And so the thing is, but if people are saying like, yo, you can't say that word or that word, the way you're coming at saying it, it's not cool, then you have to take that for what it is. Right. Like when you look at somebody like Cardi B, Cardi B uses it as well. She calls herself Afro-Latina. Um, and so it's like if you address that and you say it as that, but I think the problem with her is she's never addressed it. She's just basically like, well, I just want to say it. I'm black. I just want right. to say it. And, and you can't say it like, because I even heard um, Cardi B's, you know, on the Breakfast Club, mm -hmm. and she, you know, it came up, and she talked about it, and I think once she addressed that, there wasn't any issue. Right, and mm -hmm. the thing too is Cardi B, like, I mean, she can go either way as far as looks wise. Veronica Vega, they ain't know nothing about her that looks black, and the thing is, all she really had to do is she thinks she's black, or she she claims she's black. She she doesn't owe us anything, but. Because she's on this platform, yeah. she owes us that. Yeah. She has to so just, it's just explain. Like, right. And it's just like you, how she came about it last year. She was just so defensive where she could have just explained the situation. I know Tr Trina said based off of where she lives, that's how, you know, the community, that's how they talk, that's how the community operates. But when you're on this type of platform, it's a little bit different. And I felt with that conversation that her and Mata had, it, she still doesn't understand it. There was just, I think, too, what... what was fueled to the fire for her concerning her specifically is because it was the situation of colorism that came up with Amada mm -hmm. because they were beefing about that in Amada and she was just basically talking about her afro mm -hmm. and stuff like that so couple that with the fact you want to say the n-word like you're looking bad right mm -hmm. and so I think that was really the thing like there's a lot of light-skinned people that are that oh. happen to be black Facts. you know I have my sister-in-law is, is is super light right and she's black so that's besides the point. I think it's her actions and what she was saying towards mm -hmm. the colorism aspect, and that's why people weren't rocking with her. Yeah, but what did, how, did you guys? I like that uh, Amara and her sat down and were able to squash it and like be cool at the yeah, end. Yeah, they agreed to dis they agreed to disagree. Like Am Amara also said that, hey, you know, yeah, because how the whole situation transpired was Veronica Vega was stepping in to talk to young Hollywood on Amada's behalf because of the, all the situation, everything that happened. So of course you're going to feel like this is the catalyst and I'm in this position because of that. So you're going to feel some type of animosity to, towards Amada, but it's already done. And then you had other opportunities throughout the show where you kind of just dig yourself deeper into a hole. Um, so it's just kind of like, it's just agree to disagree. And I think I said this last week, it's more beneficial as an artist for Veronica to be on good terms with Amada yeah. than total opposite terms because Amada is blowing up. Well, I'm also interested to see how this season's going to go now because Shay was there. She rekindled with yes, uh, they're, Amada. They're no so longer divorced. Now you're, these teams are starting to form. Mm -hmm. You know, you got JoJo over there. with. But some other things happened at this point performance like like the fact that prince premiered his poppy shampoo, poppy shampoo. Poppy i was just it's like very neptunes like though the song uh, what exactly what in the brit what uh, in the britney in vegas is going on here because <laughs> i thought it was gonna be something different first but of like, all with okay. face mask yeah. and he was not really getting it when it came to dancing oh my and, and i mean I wasn't again mad. we all know i love yeah. me some prince you do so, uh, but they should not have okayed that record for a perform a perform 
performance. I think he was. <laughs> look, look at early Miguel. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, our producer is showing us saying that it looked like an early Miguel. No, just the face mask. Miguel Bootleg. Yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't like... totally mad at the track itself. Um, it sounded like a demo yeah, that exactly. you should be giving to exactly. someone else. Exactly, exactly. I wasn't mad. But it was for mad. his b- birthday performance, so it wasn't necessarily a performance performance. It's for his birthday. The He's best part of the promoter. performance was the cake. Look, oh, wow. Look, he, yeah, them, yeah, it was just, he, I feel like he was doing a little too much with it. That's just, I mean, he is, but he's over the top kind of dude. Mm-hmm. So maybe, it, you know, that's how he wanted to And it was his it. birthday. It so. was his birthday. We said that already. I just think that. Oh. Um, I know. The, Jeez. The, uh, the performance <laughs> was What just I'm trying whatever. to say with the birthday thing, Uncle Lem, <laughs> is that you're allowed to turn up on your birthday. It's his birthday. He's like, a bitch, promoter. if I want to perform, yeah, I Yeah, if he wants to perform, he could perform. Yeah. He, and he did. Well, I also was, the before it was even mentioned, I noticed how Chaotic was looking at Liz, and I was like. Yeah, that oh, was kind of off. Chaotic just want to get with everybody. What? <laughs> and then, not only that, but how Young Hollywood, actually not how Chaotic, Chaotic's the one that spoke on it, but Young Hollywood did this like reach thing for Liz, to Liz, and I was just kind of like, whoa. And then he brought up, oh, I see how Liz is looking at Hollywood and me. And I was like, first of all, Chaotic, she ain't looking at you. Yeah, that was now, maybe, weird. Pr- maybe Young Hollywood, but she ain't checking for you. And... That'll be some tea if that's kind of a that's little setup for, for something that may. I, I don't think so. I, hope I, not. I, I don't think Liz. Liz want to be a is, singer is, and Hollywood going to work with her in the studio. Liz want to fool with, or well, chaotic. I don't know about young Hollywood, but I don't think. And I think, too, the drama that she you know, was in last um, season with uh, dealing with Prince and his Cheating. you know escapades or whatever. Mm-hmm. She is not going to do that to him. Yes. I don't just oh, think that's going to happen. You never know. Well, speaking of someone not wanting to be with someone, we've seen Amara go on a date with... Uh, it wasn't a date. Trick. Yes, it was. That's why she brought her mother. <laughs> it was a date. Amara knows I'm going to bring mama around. It wasn't... Well, see, that's a... That, that, that's all Trick need to be dating her mom. That's who Trick <laughs> need to be dating. <laughs> that's the situation they where... Can cook she can cook the empanadas. Oh, he can cook the whatever he be making. Well, that's the situation where it comes to networking and and you know different sexes and stuff like that. It's just like one of those things where to her it wasn't a date, and yeah, she she probably brought her mom as a safeguard. But it's just like one of those things that you you have to have those fine lines. And this is where you know um, having more women in certain areas, like the, the, I don't think men understand how you have to navigate. Like if you look at the very end when they're on um, when they're on the date and he went to like hug her mm-hmm. and she literally was like accepting the hug but wasn't accepting the hug. Like that's a thing. And it's like you you don't wanna you don't wanna be in that position where you're like, no, don't hug me because you're still cool with that person. Yeah. But you're not that cool with that person. And it's like you're playing that fine line because then that person can get upset. Because they feel a certain way and you have no, it's it's very like that spoke volumes to me because it's like people just don't understand like the the BS. She said the that. word friend like I don't know how many times. Yep. She said it a lot. She there was that moment though which I thought was cool when Trick like went to brush the hair out of her face. Yeah. And she's like, oh that's sweet and you know, little ashy hand like rose across <laughs> her forehead. Like, I was like, okay, but I mean it just. I, th- I do think it showed Trick's softer side. Right. You know, because he was a gentleman. He was taking her out, whatever. The mom was there as well. So I think that part was good. We needed to see that because all along, we've just seen Trick go bad on Trina. Yeah. Go bad on his ex-wife. But he needs to be softer side on somebody who actually wants to date him. Yeah. 
like the sure. mom, like because Amara's it's mom. the it's it's a softer side, but it's a softer side that his intentions are that he wants to sleep with yeah. her, and she doesn't want to sleep with him, but then she also doesn't want to, you know, put him in uh like you sh- it's like as a woman you have to make the guy feel comfortable so that he there's no backlash right. on you so it's 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 like yeah i see yeah it was a softer side like i know trick has a softer side based off of interviews that i've seen but it's just like this was just very it was very like mm, well we didn't know settle well with speaking of amara can we go back to the situation with her and jojo and the roots mm. um because that for me, I was just really, I mean, it, it kind of came, she brought it up last episode, mm-hmm. but she really was going in. Go all the way to Mexico, get that off. First and of I, th- I think it was all, like, garbage. This like, is trash. I think it actually it just makes me basura. hate. This actually makes me, I'm not going to say hate, despise JoJo. Like, I'm like, sis, first of all, you really out here, like, come on. you haven't even spoken to Amara about this. Like, first of all, the yes. shade. First of all, you listen to Bobby on Ice over here come with on. this yellow one-on-one suit, whatever he is wearing, <laughs> and you talking about a root to the spiritual person that you spoke to, like, and you going to think that your friend did this? Like, one, we were never friends. If you think I'm cutting chickens up or whatever you are right. doing or whatever is the case is, because I know people like this. And, you know, I was talking to a friend. They were like, no, this is real. I, yeah. I don't believe in it. You can't vex me. You, you personally can't vex me because I'm protected. My ancestors are standing right on my shoulders. Mm. They, <laughs> You can't put that on me. I don't believe in it. I believe in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Okay? So, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I he personally gave the hang. <laughs> I did. Like, because at the end of the day, this was so crazy to me like I Jojo please don't be on here next season I can't like I, I can't I, even take you so you're a Disney character at this as point. a person who does believe in stuff like that I feel like the, the the situation with Jojo what she really needed to do was look at how her relationships with people for, before you go into the spiritual realm of it it's more the <sighs> like self- she told her mom she's like she did this to right me. but that's well, this, like, what? well this is what I'm saying before you go into the spiritual realm of realm of it you have to look at you know your part Right. And all those relationships, as you were to go back, it was essentially her being messy. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, the business, we don't know how she's, you know, booking the business. We don't know. She, I know she has that uh, football guy who's the partner. We don't know how, how the business is going downhill. So, like, before you go to that aspect, you have to look at everything else. And as far as the relationships, what we saw on TV is like, those are stuff that, that's from her. And she's like, you know, with all of that, you know, the way the, how she how how she made it seem was, yeah, she did all that stuff in Mexico. And this it could be more of a a mental thing. It's like you did all that stuff and now you feel you feel clarity. It might not be. It's probably not, I definitely don't think Amada's about that life, but it's oh. probably not that. But if you feel within your your presence that everything is good, then that might affect everything else. Yo. So this is the thing. I feel like uh, Jojo's a big baby. She like her and Safari should like should be together oh, no. because oh, well, no. they'd be two babies together. <laughs> um, but no, I they just go to I the same think daycare, <laughs> right? Exactly in the playpen. But um, no, they're both, and and I only said that because they're both big babies. I feel like JoJo, she definitely is all about like not taking ownership right. of what you were saying. Like we saw in the last season, you know, when she talked about, and I hated when she said that. Oh, I'm a millionaire. No, your dad's a millionaire. And she would always talk about this and stuff she do. And whenever it was a problem, it was always something else. Mm-hmm. And this season, it's so the fact that you have all these strange relationships and you're going to blame it on a root. 
Like, that's like the extreme. Well, the spiritual advisor said it. Well, okay. So the <laughs> spiritual, but the thing is, that's what she wants to hear. Oh, yeah. Yep. And 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 that's what it is. Spiritual advisor mm -hmm. tell you that, oh, that's got to be what it right. is. And then you're going to go to Mexico. And that's interesting. It's I, I would be so offended if I was Amara. <laughs> like, yeah. No, it's me. also interesting that they didn't show any of that. They didn't show the spiritual healer. Oh, no. They didn't show her going to Mexico. Like, oh, so they you didn't... don't think she went? Or no, I'm not it? saying she oh, didn't no, go. I, did. I took that more as yeah. like production was like, bye, girl. Exactly. Go Just go do what you got to do. <laughs> but that they didn't, they, there was no onus into it. No right. On it, you know what I'm saying, and so I'm thinking production. Nah, okay, whatever. And I think it's just a, a it's just indicative of her character. Mm. Her character is that of somebody that just wants to blame everybody else, and it's mm -hmm. not her. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was, oh, I was so upset. And I feel like if um, Amada should be livid because to say that mm -hmm. about you, and I don't even think Amada said she practiced that kind of stuff, like or is into that kind well, of stuff. Well, it's with, it's within, it's within the the Caribbean culture as far as not necessarily practicing it but as far as beliefs and knowing of it but it just doesn't seem like Amada don't have time for that well, like that's yeah, not even Amada is not I, pressed yeah. at all first of all you saying that about your Caribbean friend like to me that I just like am like beside myself like bitch when have you ever you oh. know what I mean like when have you ever seen right. me do some shit like that and yeah, you didn't but, even want to come to me but I fucking turned Shay down over here right. for you and you over here running around Disney on ice and with, with Bobby yeah but the mm. thing too is I think with Jojo and I think Trick had mentioned that is like when you're seeing you're seeing Amada get all this stuff not get work hard get all this stuff she's on BT she's on Bill she's on this other Xanax, stuff girl. so she's doing all this stuff while your life is here she's talented you know it's just one of those things where if you again if you don't want to look to within yourself to make to at least try to make those things better and you're seeing your kind of sort of friend like, doing all I these great stuff then you know I want to make things better <laughs> like yeah but, but like not work for it it's like, easy I have my own store and I'm a millionaire and young <laughs> girl Oh, bye. Yeah. Go to Mex go to Mexico. <laughs> see you later. Just bye. Stay there. Well, no, I she, mean, yeah. she came back better, so we'll well, see she how came back the same tempo. <laughs> I was looking at them heavy ass eyelashes, and she was still like, "Mommy, I'm feeling better. I feel so amazing wow. now." Like, yeah. It's literally yeah. a way for her to excuse herself yep. of the situation. Take herself out of it. Uh, and this is just an easy fix. And I feel like that's Same what Same thing she's with Shay when, when she was messing with Pleasure. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, yeah, you and Shay may not have been cool, but like, own that. Okay, it might be a little messy because I knew her, but like, right. Right. she ain't my friend. I ain't checking for her. Like, right. boom. Yeah, just be real about it. But she just doesn't do that. She's, again, she's a baby. I know, and I know people like that. I've seen people like that so throughout my life that just everything is, it's right. some, always Service. something else. Always diverting. Those are lucky people. Never looking <laughs> lucky people meaning that you don't have to. You live life in a bubble. Yeah, you live life in a bubble, and you don't have to acknowledge certain things like that. And you live a you you live a privileged life where you don't have to do stuff like that. Absolutely. Those are like you don't have to worry about anybody else's feelings. That's that's I mean. It's great. So next week we get this. Trina showcase and it comes across that Trina is not too happy with Amara being there. Mm. Like that's what I read from. Well, it you... seemed like it when obviously you... we'll see this next week. It seemed like Trick and Trina spoke and Trick said um he was on a date with Amada and Trina's like, "Well, you're not even giving your wife a divorce." However, when they're all together, Amada's like, "This is not a date." Right. And Trick is like, "This is a date." That's what it seemed like happened to me. So, Trina's getting mad at, uh, mad at Trick because it's like you not even lend, like giving your wife a divorce, but you bring a whole nother woman. And then on top of that, don't forget Trina and Amada have the same manager. And mm. Trina oh, on yeah, some yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. occasions have mentioned like, hey, like my manager's not even paid. He's also far up, up my, Amada's ass that, 
you know, he's not paying attention to me. So there's already not necessarily beef, but there's always that like, okay, this is this is getting too close to close to home. Mm. So I don't think it's I don't think it's anything crazy, but I am interested to, to see tricks um, how he deals with that thinking that it was a, not, date not versus, a date versus it, it wasn't a date. Well, Lem, how do you feel about uh, this medical issue we're going to see with Shay? Um, I. Uh, you think it's a boob thing? I think it might be a boob thing. Does she have I, I think that she oh. she needs she doesn't she's not. I mean, that's why I feel like she does these pop ups because she's not connected. I've said this before. Pop up where she shop snatches <laughs> snatches wigs and they're like, hey, I want to be friends with you. All right, boom. She's not connected to anybody. I feel like this is a situation. I don't know what the medical condition is. If it's something serious, mm-hmm. I hope that you know everything has worked out. You know, because obviously this is during taping. But I think that. I'm leaning on the side that she needs more of a storyline. And so that's why they're bringing it up. Right. Because what else like, is she going to talk about? Do I care? You know, I want, you know, all health for everyone, but do I right. care? She should, do a, she should have her own show called, like, Finding Love okay. for Shay. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Chaotic goes Damn. to court. <laughs> and we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah, I was looking to see if he, like, um, if he got convicted or if he took the plea. And I haven't seen anything online, but I didn't really do a deep dive search. So Might be still pending. Might be. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But it to looks see like he happened. can fight it if he has the money. Give it if it, if the situation is how he said it went down. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it, to me, and obviously no way, shape, or form a lawyer. But it looks like it's you can fight it because a lot of stuff. If you watch Thirteenth Amendment and all that stuff, they don't want you to fight. They want you to take the plea yep. because it's just easier for everybody. Sure. So you know it, the way he made it sound, and based off of my you know many years of watching CSI and NCIS and all that stuff, <laughs> expert, it seems yeah, expert opinion. <laughs> it seems like you know he can possibly he could possibly fight it. So you know oh. if he can, and we'll see. We will see. Well, that is a wrap. We will be here next Monday after part one of the New York reunion. I'm super excited about that. I am Lim Gonzalez, and you can follow me everywhere at Lim Gonzalez. And it's your boy, DJ Jesse. You guys can hit me up at DJ Jesse J. Please make sure to share the show with all of your BFFs. And after you do that, go rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe. I'm TK Trinidad. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. See you guys next week. Stay petty and stay blessed, y'all. Boop. Ciao. Love and Hip Hop The T is a production of Revolver Podcast and VH1. Hey America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts.